Hey friends, welcome to episode 41 of the Daily Run Through the Bible series, Running with Sam and Dave. Right now we're reading about, well, Samuel in the book of 1 Samuel and Saul. Eventually we'll get to Dave. David shows up in a few more chapters. But hey, let's uh, let's see if we can't finish 1 Samuel chapter 9 today. We're in verse 20, where we are, 25. So anyway, what has happened up to this point? You've got Saul, uh, the son of Kish, who's looking for his father's donkeys that have run away. So he and his servants go to find them, and uh, they can't find them. So, But right before giving up, they decide, let's go see the prophet in this little town here. We heard the prophets there. So they go there, and they meet Samuel, who knew that Saul was coming because God told him, this is the one you're going to be anointing the king of Israel. Um, So Saul doesn't know that. All he knows is... I'm trying to find my donkeys. And so he comes to the, to the, to the uh, city and he finds out that there, the prophet is there, that he is there to bless a offering that's being made and that the people were waiting for him to bless it because they won't eat without him. And when Saul and his servant go walking up to Samuel to ask if he knows where the seer is, he says, of course, that's me. I'm the prophet. Um, and he says, this is what I want you to do. Go up to the sacrifice with me and God's going to tell you all that's in your heart. And by the way, your donkeys have been found. And then he sits Saul and his servant at the head of the table, like at the, the seat of honor and gives him the choice cuts of meat kind of thing. Um, He's treating him in this very strange way, but it makes sense to us if we know that Saul is about to be made king. It, it all makes a lot of sense. But to Saul, who has no clue about what is happening at all, it had to be very confusing. So this is what it says next. Well, let me, well, I guess I better back up a little bit to verse 24. Uh, at the end of verse 24, it's, uh, Samuel says, here it is, talking about the meat. Here it is that was kept, what was kept back, it was set apart for you. Eat. For until this time, it has been kept for you, since I said I invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. And when they had come down from the high place into the city, Samuel spoke to Saul on the top of the house. Now, this was something that, that was not uncommon, right? Their, their houses would have flat roofs, and they would often uh, spend time up there. That was uh, like the hangout in the, you know, in, in the evening to cool off, that kind of thing. Anyway, verse 26 says, So they arose early, and it was about the dawning of the day that Samuel called to Saul on top of the house, saying, Get up, that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose, and both of them went outside, he and Samuel. All right, so they get up early. Samuel says, Hey, get up, that I may send you on your way, which is kind of funny because it's like, Get up, get out of my house. You know, I got to send you on your way. And as they were going, Down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, tell the servant to go on ahead of us. And he went on. He says, but you stand here a while that I may announce to you the word of God. All right. So here it comes. Here is the part. Like I said last time, you know, there's the mysterious aspect of this story for Saul, not for us because we're getting the overview, but for Saul, he has no idea what's going on. This has just been a very strange situation, I'm sure. If I'm looking for donkeys, then I'm treated like a guest of honor at this meal by a prophet, and then he's basically 
kicking me out of his house. And on the way, he says, send your servant ahead. I have to announce the word of God to you, which again, has got to be weird because he's just looking for donkeys. So, hey, let's see what happens in chapter 10. So, 1 Samuel chapter 10, it says this, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head. Now, again, this had to be a little strange because this is not what Saul is expecting at all. I'm sure he's not expecting anything beyond, like, a blessing upon my way because Saul Samuel already told Saul, we found your, your donkeys have been found. But he pours a flask of oil on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Now, pouring the oil on his head is a very strange thing. Now, it wasn't an unheard of thing, right? Because there was there, um, the anointing of oil, the point of putting oil on your head was not an uncommon thing in a very dry dry place um, like they were living at the time. But the anointing of oil was something that was done by the uh, by the priests in Israel, the high priest, they would anoint him. You might remember that when it happens with, with Aaron and they pour the oil on his head and it runs down his beard. Uh, priests were anointed with oil in Israel. Also, as we see here, kings are anointed uh, in Israel with oil. There's a third group that are anointed with oil that we can read about in, in the Bible, and that is lepers who have been cleansed of their leprosy. Now, the anointing with oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit being upon the priest, being upon the the kings, and being upon the leper? Well, it's a little strange, but oil is definitely a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's some interesting things about this because the oil was olive oil and spices, right? It was a fragrant oil, but it came from an olive. The oils that were used by the surrounding cultures to anoint their kings or warriors or whoever was not the oil from olives, but animal fat that had been boiled down. And the thinking was, was that like the essence of these oils would permeate into you and you would be given the strength of that ox, you know, or the strength of whatever that beast was that you would be, be given its strength and power. But that's not what God is doing, right? God doesn't want men to become like beasts. He wants them to be fruitful, he desires his people to be fruitful. And when we think about this, you know, there's a lot of talk nowadays people talk about, in, in some churches, they'll talk a lot about the anointing. Oh, the anointing was on this person, the anointing on that person. And I think it's a, it's one of those things that it's worth looking into. It's worth taking time to study, wait a minute, is there some special anointings that come upon certain people? Or is there a single anointing of the Holy Spirit that's upon all believers? Because, when we read the, the New Testament of the Bible, we'll find out that we are called a royal priesthood. We are kings and priests. We're going to rule with, with Christ. And as a royal priesthood, it makes sense that we would be anointed, right? That, that, he, that he would anoint in the Old Testament kings and priests as a picture of, 
a greater anointing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon the royal priesthood of the church. But why would you anoint lepers if that's the picture? Well, it's a beautiful picture because the leper is, leprosy is a picture of sin in the Bible because it's this unseen, insidious thing that's under your skin initially, and then it spreads and it causes rot in your body. It it brings numbness and death. And there, in the Bible times, there was no cure. Just like sin. Starting below the surface, but it surface, but it spreads and it rots and it brings deadness and numbness. And there was no cure. So the leper that was healed, that's a very rare thing. In Israel, well, there's only a couple of a couple of occurrences of that. Um, and you have, of course, the account of Jesus healing lepers and sending them to show themselves to the priest for that very reason, because there was a there was a whole ritual that pointed to Jesus that they had to uh, that they had to do. If you were a cleansed leper, there was this whole thing that you had to do, steps that you had to go through. The priest that the priest inspected you, but there was also an offering, um, and fascinating stuff to read about. But they were anointed with oil. And just as we are the lepers with the problem of not leprosy, but of sin, but that sin being removed, paid for by Christ on the cross. And so that the anointing of the oil on the leper makes sense because that, again, is a picture of us, the royal priesthood, who's been healed and forgiven of that for which there was no cure. God bless you. Talk to you next time.